I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hey, everyone. It's Daria, and welcome to the first episode of The Foodist Podcast. I am so excited about this new project, and thank you for, for listening and going through this experiment with me. So my goal with starting a podcast is that I felt like, you know, I've been writing for a long time. So I write at my website, Summer Tomato. I've been doing that for, it'll be seven years, any day now. And I wrote a book called Foodist. And a lot of people have been able to take what I've written there and apply it to their lives and change their lives. And that is really inspiring. But it's not always easy and not everybody does it in the same way. And what I thought would be really valuable for you guys is to not just read my advice over over on the website and that, but actually get real life examples of real people who have been able to implement this strategy and change their own lives. And so the podcast is designed to show you those examples and tell you those stories so that you can use them as inspiration or as, you know, something of a blueprint for you to apply these principles and lessons to your own life. So the way it works is I actually have three different types of segments on the show. The first one you've probably been familiar with, the Ask Daria. There are little videos I've been doing on YouTube and they're short little five to 10 minute segments where I just answer a reader's question that was emailed to me or, or given to me on the, on the website. And so you'll get those every once in a while. Uh, the second type of show is what we're doing today, which is a success story. So this is just me essentially interviewing someone who has had some form of success in the health world by implementing real food or changing their habits in some way that has worked for them. And I think these these stories are incredibly valuable for you to just sort of see how someone else was able to do it. You know, maybe they'll have one little insight and you'll be like, oh, you know, that's, I can, I can maybe try that. That sounds like it would work for me. Or, oh, I didn't, I'd never thought of it that way. Maybe I can try this and, and I'll get a different result. So these, these shows are going to be, uh, a little longer, obviously, than the, than the Ask Daria segments, more like 30, 30 to 45 minutes, but I think they're incredibly valuable. Finally, the third type of segment I'm working on, and you'll be hearing, is they're basically live coaching sessions. So someone calls in with a problem, and I coach them and walk them through how to go about solving it for themselves and coming up with a solution for that particular issue. These, I think, are, are pure gold because what you'll see from these sorts of episodes is the, what, how the process works, how the thought process works when going about solving a particular problem that you encounter in your health style, you know, something that you've been stuck on, something that you can't figure out. I'll show you how to think about those and you can see how a real person can go about making these discoveries for themselves and possibly making a change. So these are, none of those are scripted. They're completely candid. And, you know, it's really fun. It's really fun. And I think you'll learn a lot from every single type of segment here. So that's my goal, to show you how to implement the stuff that 
I talk about all the time in my writing. So for today, we have our very first success story. I'm here with Amy, and she is what I think of as the perfect example of a foodist success story. So normally when you think about weight loss success, you think you hear somebody and they'll say, oh yeah, I went on this new diet. It's great. It's been three weeks. I've lost 10 pounds. And that's sort of the last you hear of it. And most likely within six months to a year, the weight has come back and they're back at square one or worse, you know, even more weight has come back on. That is the typical weight loss story. A foodist story is different because it, it, it goes slower, so you don't get these dramatic fast results, but it is continuous and it lasts for years. So Amy has lost 25 pounds over two years. She continues to lose weight. The first year she lost 15 pounds. The second year she lost 10 pounds. How crazy is that? And she's, she's already down a little bit this year as well. And she's just going to tell you today how she did it. You know, it's, she started small. She tried different things. She got stuck a few times, and we'll talk about how she troubleshooted those plateaus that she hit. And I think you'll really get a lot out of seeing what a truly successful food success story looks like. So I hope you enjoy, and thank you so much for listening. Hi, Amy. How are you doing today? I'm great, Daria. How are you? I am good. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Um, so you have, uh, amazing story. And I think we first, I first, uh, talked to you when I had sent out a request for my birthday and asked people, which I do every year. I usually ask people if they've had any benefit from my work to just please share it with me because it's, you know, it's the type of stuff that keeps me going and <laughs> makes me want to get up in the morning and and do what I do at, at Summer Tomato and keep writing. And when I read your story that you shared, I was so impressed. And to me, it's like the exact thing I think of when I think of a success story with Summer Tomato. So I'd just love for you to explain to us, uh, you know, how you did it. Yeah, so... Um... You know, throughout my life, I've kind of fluctuated between a healthy weight and a little overweight. And I, but I've always, my whole life, felt like just not a healthy relationship with food in my body. And so I've always just felt like the chubby girl, you know, growing up. And I just always felt like that I'm. This isn't the body that I want. But I don't know how to get the body I want or how to have a healthy attitude towards food. I always felt like food was the problem. And I, I never mm -hmm. was a chronic dieter, but I just always had that discomfort, like whatever I'm eating is causing the problem or my lack of exercise is causing the problem. And I don't know how to fix it. But then I would have times in my life where just through living life, I would be at a healthy weight, but I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to it. And I wasn't tracking anything. I wasn't doing anything. I just, it was just my lifestyle was set up that I would be at a healthy weight. And I didn't know that until now that that's what was happening. Huh. So, so it sounds like you, you had, you felt uncomfortable in your body for most of your life, but at the same time, you didn't really see or feel the relationship between why it was like that. Like it was just sort of something that happened to you and, and you didn't see any cause and effect there, or you didn't feel like you had the, the power to control it. Is that right? Even when I was at a healthy weight, I just always felt a disconnect between 
what was going on in my head and what was going on in, in reality. And Mm. so that was always just really hard. It's like a mystery. Um, Yeah. It's just a big mystery. And I, yeah, I didn't have the connection to figure out how to not feel that way. (laughs) Yeah. And so I had heard about, um, you and foodist through Kevin Rose through, um, Dignation. And I, I had been, <laughs> that was wanting, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Forever ago. I had been wanting, when he started talking about you, I wanted to find out what summer tomato was. It sounded like something I'd be interested in, but I just never followed up on it. And then finally, when foodist came out, I, re- I checked it out from the library and read it cover to cover within like a day or two. It was just like, I had been waiting for this information my whole life. Like everything made sense. I remember looking back now, there was one meal I cooked for myself a long time ago. It was just some a sauteed chicken breast and vegetables and rice. And, and I remember thinking at that time, if I would just eat this way, like most of the time, I would probably feel a lot better. And mm-hmm it would be a healthier. So I knew like even a long time ago that that's a healthy way to eat. And, and so reading foodist was like, finally someone was saying what I knew in my head, but in a way that I knew how to implement it then, like everything just clicked. Ah, that's awesome. So you had the, you had like hints of what might work and what might help you feeling better about your body and feeling like you had some saying it or some control over it, but you couldn't, you hadn't actually put it together. It wasn't like a coherent thing. And then when you read Foodist, it all, like all the parts sort of fell into place. Yeah, exactly. It fell into place in my head, but I still had to figure it out in my life. Yes. That is the tricky part. (laughs) (laughs) So, but the part about building habits and not not restricting, but adding, especially in the beginning by just add a vegetable this week or Mm -hmm. this meal. Like to me, that was just so, so smart and so easy. And I could, I already ate vegetables, you know, I, so it was easy for me to just go to the store like your dad did just buy all the vegetables, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, I just started by, right. Like I read the book and I just started by adding vegetables and that's really how it started. And then just little by little, I just found little tweaks that helped. Uh, I I've always enjoyed walking and bike riding and hiking. And so I just tried to fit that into my life a little more and, and I've enjoyed yoga as well. And so just little by little, um, I lost 15 pounds in 2014 and 10 pounds in 2015. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I've been at this weight that I'm at now before, but now I feel like I know, I know exactly why I'm here and why, what I'm doing that makes me feel good. And I know that I can maintain it. I know that I don't ever have to gain 25 pounds again because I know the habits I need to do to not do that. Right. And you enjoy them. Yeah. I enjoy them. I feel like I don't feel guilty about the foods that I eat. Like every now and then I feel like, man, why did I eat that? But I think that's normal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is so amazing. So this is, this is exactly, you just said it. This is the reason I feel like you are a perfect 
ver- like a perfect example of success from the foodist approach because I mean, when it, when do you ever hear anybody say, I lost 15 pounds this year and then lost another 10 pounds? I mean, over yeah. two years, you've lost 25 pounds. And it's usually the exact opposite. It's like, oh, I... I didn't eat for, you know, three weeks and I lost 10 pounds and then I gained it all back plus some. And now I'm never dieting again because I hate this. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I learned from this, from this experience is that, you know, the people in my life, they notice that I lost weight, but they don't really know what it, they notice that I look different, but they don't really know what it is. Like, Hmm. Normally when you lose weight really fast, you get that positive feedback, mm, but, yeah. it's un- but it's unhealthy positive feedback where they're like, you look amazing and, you know, but it's not sustainable. So you can't, you want that positive feedback, but you can't maintain it. Totally. Yeah. I had that same experience when, uh, when I was younger and I mean, there was this one time in high school, where I just like lost a lot of weight cause I had gotten really into ballet And it was not healthy. It was not healthy at all. I was doing terrible things and like not eating, basically starving myself and living off Diet Coke. And I, everybody told me I looked amazing. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's this terrible sort of feedback that I think that's why people are so attracted to diets. I think that's one of the reasons is because you get this feedback and you're like, for the first time in my life, people are complimenting me on my body and it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, I didn't really have that because I was losing the weight so slowly. And so the motivation had to come from a different place, you know, and for me, it was a much healthier place because that, that positive feedback that isn't based in reality or based on sustainable lifestyle for me just feels empty. And this way it just, I, it didn't matter. Like the compliments were nice, but that wasn't why I was doing it. Wow. Wow. That's so powerful because the reasons you were doing it was because you, because, because psychologically I needed to have a healthy relationship with food in my body. Got it. Wow. And you, and you, and it was things you enjoy. Yeah. So the biggest thing I've learned from foodist is if, if I can find habits that are healthy, that make me feel good, then like, that's like the Holy Trinity, the habit (laughs) that's healthy and that makes your body feel good. You know, like if I can find those things, then that's what, that's what makes me feel good. Right. Because you're doing it for you. Exactly. And there's no like, oh, I should do that. It's like, you want to do that. Yeah. Amazing. So, uh, so the first year you, started by just adding vegetables. Was it really that simple? Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's been so long that I don't really remember the struggles, but you know, a big struggle is, um, just with relationships in my life where the definition of what's healthy is different from my definition of what's healthy. Mm. Um, you know, some people feel like, you know, the science words on packaging is make something healthy. And I know now that that doesn't make something healthy. And I feel like I did know that all along, but that piece was a really big struggle of just like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to, because I believe that this is the right way for me. And I believe that it's healthy to eat eggs and not a box of egg whites. Got it. Got it. So you had to turn, you had to like consciously 
ignore and almost suppress the input of the nutritionism method that, or the nutritionism message that is like pervasive in not just the media, but like, that's how people talk about getting healthy. They're like, Oh, I need yeah. protein and omega threes and, and fat free. And yeah. And yeah, I just like, and, and so there were a lot of just discussions and debates and, you know, just things in my life that made it, made it challenging to not to keep doing what I was doing, but just to express to people in my life why I was doing it yeah. and to get, and, and to get their buy-in, you know, like that, that matters to me. But at some point you just, you kind of have to keep on your path regardless of whether you have buy-in. Yeah. That's a really good point. The social pressures can be really difficult, especially, yeah, everybody thinks they know everything <laughs> and like has an opinion when you start to do something different. And then, so I'm curious what, how did you know you were on the right track? I don't really know. I mean, I've always believed that broccoli is better for you than, you know, like the, the what I'm trying to say is the food that's the closest to how it came out of the earth is healthier for you than processed foods. Uh -huh. And I just knew that already. I just, I always have had that belief and and so when I read it in your book, it was just confirmation of that. And it was exactly what I needed to get me right back on that track. I see. And so then I guess, did that answer your question? Yeah. And so, well, and I was just, yeah, I was kind of asking where or where the, when in the face of those outside forces, like what gave you the strength to persevere the, the path yeah. of real food? I just knew it was the right thing. Okay. I, and it's just a core value that, like I said, eggs are better, like eggs out of a shell are better for you than egg whites out of a box. Like, yeah. I just believe that nature made it, It, you know? And how Na different was this from how you were eating before? Like, did you, and, and did you like immediately start losing weight or was that like something that came slowly over time or how'd that go? It definitely came slowly because I love food and I love eating out and, and, so the weight came off slowly because it took a while to implement the habits, but I knew what habits I needed to work on. And I never felt that psychological like despair or restriction. I just felt like, okay, this week I ate out maybe a little more than I would have wanted if it were an ideal world. And next week I'll eat out a little less, you know, mm -hmm. it just took time to kind of be patient with myself and just know that I was on the right track. And, and, and I was losing weight fast enough that I knew it was working, but it was really, I mean, 10 pounds in a year is like less than a pound a month. So it was really slow. Right. Almost. Yeah. It's so funny because I feel like anybody would love to lose 10 pounds in a year or 15 pounds in a year. And when you put it that way, like that's less than a pound a month or around yeah. a pound a month, it sounds like Oh no, 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 no. That's not, that's, that's not the method I want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it feels, it seems too slow for people. You know, people think like a, a healthy rate is a pound a week and it might be for some people, but for me to make those small habits, so small changes, like if I'm, if I'm restricting my calories, but, and for me, it's not about counting calories. Like I, I can't lose weight if I I just, if I'm hungry, I can't lose weight. Mm. I have to find a way to like not be hungry and still lose weight. And so that's hard. Yeah, <laughs> it is hard. Yeah. <laughs> but it's much, much easier with real food. It is. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it, and it means that it's going to go slow for me because I, 
because I just can't, if, if I restrict myself to the point that I'm hungry, I won't, it's not sustainable. So were you spending just like, it sounds like you were just spending time just like fine tuning the amount you're eating, the frequency you're eating. Yeah. One of the biggest changes I made was to my breakfast. Um, so last year I kind of got stuck and I hired a rise dietitian, um, which was amazing. It, she, she was a coach and I, they have an app and you just like snap a photo of your meal and they, and they give you daily feedback about your meals and, and just different ways you can kind of tweak your habits. And at that time I was eating muesli for breakfast and I was, I was starving. I, and you know, I knew it was a healthy breakfast, but it clearly was not working for me. Like Mm -hmm. I would be hungry by 10 AM and then I would like have a snack and then I'd have lunch and then I'd still be hungry. So I'd have another snack in the afternoon. And I, I was really just ending up grazing all day cause I was hungry. Mm-hmm. And, and the rise dietitian finally was like, how's that breakfast working for you? And I was like, it's not. And she's like, well, let's front load some of your calories to earlier in the morning. And so she had me add eggs, which was great. That helped a lot, but it wasn't quite enough. And I'd been thinking about adding like sautéed vegetables to breakfast. So then I was doing muesli, eggs, and vegetables. And it was <laughs> like, it was too, like, it wasn't too much food. I wasn't eating like a high quantity of those, but it was just too much to prepare in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. So now I eat vegetables and eggs or vegetables and tofu, like I make a tofu scramble. And so it's still a time consuming breakfast. Um, Sometimes I'll make like a frittata earlier in the week and I'll have a salad. So I'll have salad and frittata for breakfast. Mm -hmm. And like I finally found my ideal breakfast and I'm not hungry anymore. I'm not hungry anymore. And it's amazing. Like all day? Like, I mean, I still like I get hungry appropriately at lunchtime and then I get hungry appropriately at dinnertime, but I don't need snacks anymore. Like I'm just satiated. Oh my gosh. Wow. So, uh, there's so many things I want to talk about here. That's amazing. Um, so a couple things. So, well, first I'm going to explain to people what rise is. I don't, Yeah. I think they were just bought by another company, but, uh, you found it on Summer Tomato, right? I did, yeah. So um, I don't know if people know this, but I get pitched for people. I Like people want me to promote their crap. Like I get like 30 emails a week. People wanting me to, maybe more, maybe 50. And um, most of them I'm like, yeah, delete. <laughs> but uh, with Rise, so Rise was a company that was basically, they created an app that is a nutrition coach in your pocket. And, but their whole philosophy was we don't want to do diets. We don't want to do restriction. And they vetted all their nutritionists so that they were basically conformed to the foodist mindset. Like the, the founder reached out to me and was like, we really, really love foodists. That's, this is the exact, you know, approach we want to take with our clients. And so it was like one of the few things that I actually agreed to promote on summer tomato because I just thought they were doing a great job. Mm-hmm. And and it makes me really happy to hear that that worked out for you. And that's fantastic. And then the, the other thing I wanted to uh, point out to people is that anybody who's been reading my work for a while knows that I eat muesli for breakfast. And for me, it's it's perfect. Like, I, I don't actually wake up very early. And so I have it. I mean, I, I wake up at like 8. You know, I, I used to, when I was a grad student, I woke up at 5. But um, these days, I, my life's cushy. And... So, and, and I, I recommend the muesli breakfast for people and for some people it's great, but for you, it didn't work. Yeah. And that's fantastic that 
you figure that out. And that's, that's why it's so important. It's like, it works for me. And it's like, it's so easy to just stop there and be like, well, this is what you should be eating. Cause Daria eats it <laughs> exactly, and never do the, the testing and the homework to realize that you're a different person and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it's okay to deviate. Yeah. Yeah. I've really tried to, I really love your philosophy of just like experimentation and not being hard on yourself when something doesn't work. Like to me, those two things were really key in, in finding a health style that works for me. That's awesome. Well, good, good for you because it really is, you know, it's tricky. I think people so desperately want instruction and a, a, an exact blueprint. Yeah. But all I can really give is a, you know, a a sort of a rough guidelines, you know, and, and, and it's, it's fantastic. So you, you, you got some help. Yeah, I got some help. And, and I think I had my rise coach for about three months or so. And I, I hadn't got to my ultimate goal yet, but I, but I just felt like I was on the right track. I didn't really need the coach anymore. I'm a healthy eater anyway. So there wasn't really anything else she could, she could really do for me Mm -hmm. because the, the eating was in place. I just needed to figure out, you know, whatever else needed to be figured out. So, yeah. Amazing. So, so you, that was your first big like plateau then was when you yeah I would say that was a that was a big plateau and that was probably so I lost the 15 pounds the first year and then I lost seven pounds and then I was stuck and I couldn't I couldn't go anymore and I I was there for a few few months like it wasn't just like a couple weeks I I really thought that maybe this is my body's natural weight like I don't know what else to do because I I I just couldn't figure it out and Mm. I knew that I needed help to get past that Got it. So it helped to have like an outside perspective come in and do a little food audit yeah, and, and you, you you caught the breakfast thing. Definitely. And then once you caught that, did like, did it just start back up? And <laughs> <laughs> so while I had, so while I had the coach, I did break that plateau and I lost a few more pounds. And then ever since then, I've kind of just been trying to tweak things and figure it out. And And I feel like I'm kind of at the place where like I naturally am. I still want to lose a few pounds, but, um, then the holidays happened and that was its own challenge. And yeah. And so I feel like I'm like, I'm at a place that like, I'm really happy and my lifestyle is amazing and I can maintain what I'm doing. Like I still, like I can drink beer, I can drink wine, I can eat desserts once in a while. I go to pizza night once a week, you know? So I, like I, I, there's a lot of stuff in my life that like are really awesome that I don't want to, that I don't want to sacrifice to be thinner for what, you know? Yeah. And it's so beautiful that you can consciously make those choices. Exactly. Like, you know, that like, we all know that like pizza is not the healthiest thing in the world, but it's also not the devil. (laughs) And you, have made the decision to fit it in. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. And I try to eat, you know, extra vegetables that day. And I, I bring, you know, I eat some, some vegetables before I go to pizza night just to, because they don't have good salads at the pizza place. So I try to make sure that I get, you know, so it's, yeah, I have, I have a, a habit and a health style built that accommodates not so healthy choices because life 
<laughs> you know, life needs to be awesome. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Like health is really important. And then there's other things that are also really important and you can have both. Yeah, exactly. And, and, but it, again, like everybody's different. Like, and for you, the, the pizza night, that is something that you have decided and, but like somebody else might have something completely different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, like I like, I like going out to like fine dining and like I do that and I have like a pretty like a social life that like I could do that every night if I wanted (laughs) you know um and so but you know I'm, I'm very selective about what I'll when I'll go who I'll go with what I'll order there and like I never ever feel like I'm preventing myself from eating anything and it's the best feeling yeah fantastic yeah so uh question um what I mean what strikes me about all this is how different like I said earlier how different that this is from a typical success story um and I'm curious what was like one of the some of the biggest surprises that you that like sort of things that happened in a way that really wasn't what you expected when you got started yeah and I think probably that eggs and salad for breakfast is probably the biggest surprise. Like when I started, if I would have thought of eating salad, I probably would have tried it, but it probably wouldn't have stuck. Like it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been such a huge impact as it was. And so it's like the surprises happen when you look at, when I look at how I was eating before and how I'm eating now, like they are just so drastically different. I ate a lot of just, you know, like processed, like um, energy bars and mm-hmm. for snacks. Cause I was hungry all the time and I didn't know, I didn't know what I know now, but so looking at what I was eating before and what I'm eating now, like if, if I would have just switched from that to this, it would not have worked. <laughs> but, right. So you couldn't have predicted what, what no. would actually end up working. Exactly. And I, you know, I would have thought that like, I mean, alcohol isn't the healthiest thing either. It's a lot, it's high calorie. And so I wouldn't have thought that, you know, I could continue drinking beer as much as I do. I don't drink too much, but I drink quite a bit. And I, I wouldn't have, I would have thought that like, that was something I would have to just give up because it's so high calorie, you know, and, and I didn't, I still enjoy beer quite a bit. Yeah. (laughs) It fits into my health style and it, you know, it's something that I enjoy and, and it works for me. And yeah, I, so that's, that would be a surprise too. Just the things that, the things that I thought I would have to change that I didn't and the things that I didn't think I would have to change that I did Mm -hmm. and that ultimately ended up fitting together to make it all work. It's super interesting. I, I feel like the, uh, that happens all the time. Like when I talk to people and they're saying, Oh yeah, I'd really love to lose 20 pounds, but God, I've got to give up beer. I mean, people think people have the weirdest ideas. People are like, I should, I have to give up coffee. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I mean, if it, <laughs> you can try that, <laughs> but it, it's a weird thing to feel like you have to give, you don't have to give anything up that you care right. about enough. Yeah, I mean, you exactly. just have to figure out how it fits in. Yeah. You have to figure out what the priorities are and how to balance it out. Yeah. So, and and you're right. Like it's, it's, it's like not at all what most people think is going to happen. Even when you, even after reading 
you know, foodist or finding, finding my website or somebody else's website who advocates eating real food and not dieting. And, you know, you're like, okay, that's, I could do that. But then it still ends up being completely different (laughs) than you expect. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, this is really, really inspiring. I think because I think you've really come up with a life that, I mean, it's, it's the Holy grail really. I mean, you are healthy, you feel good. You have, you feel in control. Mm -hmm. Uh, and like you feel confident, like you know what to do to stay there. Like there's no like fear that like one day you're going to fall off the wagon and just start binging or on donuts or something. But at the same time, you're not that strict you enjoy everything you do and the balance is there naturally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I I feel like there's still a few tweaks I want to make, but I definitely feel like I'm a foodist. You know, I feel like I've got it. Yeah. Love it. Um, So in parting, do you have any advice for aspiring foodists who are maybe just getting started and feel a little overwhelmed or unsure that they can do what you've done? Yeah, I guess my best advice is just don't give up. It's slow. It can be hard at times. There are challenges in the way, but just don't give up and keep trying something else until you find what works. You know, just um, like one time I got stuck and, and I realized that like I wasn't eating enough vegetables and I, and and so I just was like, I need to go back to the beginning of foodist and just add a vegetable, like hmm. try that. Like just, so if, if you get stuck, like refer back to the fundamentals, like don't restrict, add, add something healthy. Right. And, and that's my best advice. Absolutely. I love that. I, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I forget that sometimes <laughs> like not, not that I start to restrict, but you know, sometimes like for instance, when I moved to New York, I recently moved from, from San Francisco to New York. And the first three weeks I was here, I didn't have any of my stuff. Like it was being shipped across country. And so I got out of the habit of cooking a little bit and, mm-hmm. and I was, I would go out to restaurants, but they don't have vegetables here at restaurants like they did in California. And it, I just realized that I had been not eating as many vegetables and I was starting to feel kind of gross. And I was like, and I was like, this is so weird though. Cause I'm walking so much. And I, and then it just turned out to, I was like, oh, right. Add a vegetable. And like, I, I just got back into the cooking my, I do cabbage and eggs for lunch. And I just got back into doing that and it yep, fixed. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for sharing your story. I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And I, I really think and hope that it's very, very inspiring to, anybody looking to sort of be sane and be healthy and be happy all at the same time. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Daria. I I hope it's helpful as well. Thanks for listening to the Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. And if you're interested in upgrading your own health style, learning how to get healthy and lose weight without dieting and without all of the suffering that it brings, then head over to my website, Summer Tomato, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get a free starter kit that'll teach you the basics of how to start changing the way you think about food, health, and weight loss. 
You'll also get a free chapter from my book, Foodist, called The Myth of Willpower that explains the science behind why the no pain, no gain mantra of the weight loss industry is the absolute worst approach to getting healthy. So come over to Summer Tomato and sign up. We have a fantastic community and we would love, love, love to have you. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.